I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Every morning, 9.45 a.m., it's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And uh, don't forget, iHeartRadio. That's the other place you can find this joint. Uh, great weekend. We'll talk about that in just a moment. In the meantime, though, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about shows. So if you're going to be out and about this coming week in Chicago, Batavia, Illinois, myself, my good bud, Jonathan Kite, Ryan Neeson, Mike Eaton, all at uh, the Comedy Vault in Batavia. I've been chatting with the uh, the owners and the people of that club. Amazing place. So many awesome killer comics are coming through there recently. Man, I'm looking forward to it. So that'll be awesome. Also, October 14th, coming back to the Hogs Breath, baby. Yeah, October 14th, Roseville, Minnesota, the Hogs Breath. Myself, Rose Pearl, Ellie Hino. You want tickets for that, you can go to rudypovich.com. I'll get you uh, some more information about it here relatively soon. They should have all the information up. Last time we did this show, it was sold out. Me, uh, Andrew Wegleitner, Tommy Thompson, tons of listeners of A Long Walk to Cleveland, killer drinks, great food, fun atmosphere. Dude, I'm so looking forward to it. So the Hog's Breath, not the typical comedy place, but they do a show like once every three months. My good buddy Eric who's been managing that joint now for 15 years. That dude puts these shows together, and they knock them out of the park every single time. That is such a fun, and it's so unexpected. Who would think the Hog's Breath in Roseville would be a comedy haven in the North Metro? But I'm telling you, October 14th, that's a hell of a show. October 15th, you can then find me in St. Cloud, Minnesota. I'll be at Silly Beaver Brewing. Uh, for their uh, Silly Beaver comedy show. They do there once a month. Great time, good crowds, fun people. Make sure you come on out, man. Can't wait. RudyPovich.com. Thank you to everybody who ordered some merch over the weekend. That's highly appreciated. Uh, Scooter, fun. Hog's Breath was so fun. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, That was a blast. Hopefully you guys will come out again because Ellie, Jesus, man. God, she's awesome. Probably one of my favorites. Just over a year ago, me, her, Maggie Ferris were in Duluth, Minnesota up at the uh, the boat club. Fucking just lights out, dude. Lights out. So much fun. God damn. Um, I, hopefully, I really do hope you guys can make those shows because that those hog breath shows are just, ah, can't say enough good things. Speaking of good shows, I want to say thank you to my good friend Ryan Stock and uh, to Steve and to everybody down in Lansing Corners, Austin, Minnesota. Friday night, me, David Harris, Ryan, this kid named Dylan Meeks who I had never seen, very funny kid, all got together, knocked it out of the damn park. That was one of the most fun shows I've ever had. And it just like, it was one of those nights where just like everything was hitting and it People were engaged, and afterwards, sometimes you'll have people that'll walk by and they'll be like, that's a good show, great show, thank you very much, thank you. You could genuinely see in their faces when they came up after the show and we were standing at the merch table, like, shaking hands, like, that was awesome! We had such a good time! I'm like, dude, fucking yes! You could feel the love, the back and forth, man! We felt like we were in it together! It was awesome. Such a great night. 
They do such good shows. And they got this like cool room, man. I've been I was gonna bring it up. They got this like killer kind of like intimate out of the way room where I'm like, dude, that should be your comedy club. <laughs> I was just walking around the building, just like checking things out. I'm like, oh shit, that's where you guys should be hosting hosting these things. God damn it. Uh what's up, Katie? Hi, what's up, Andrea? Hi, Jules. What's up, Sally? Nice to see you guys. Uh, what's up, Liz, Tara, Mira? What's up, Sarah? Nice to see you. Right on. Sarah, get a hold of me about that uh, that St. Cloud show. I'll make sure you guys get some tickets. They give uh, they give us a couple of free comps. So if you're going to be rolling through, please let me know. I'll make sure that uh, you get in for free. Uh, let's see. Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, I actually convinced my daughter to spend two and a half hours with me, which is a goddamn tall drink these days. Um, trying to get her to just like even, you know, converse, let alone hang out for a while. Jesus Christ. Uh, we went down to Valley Fair, one of the last weekends coming up. Uh, good time, you know, not quite the young buck I used to be. My head spins when I ride them big ass rides, man. I just get so like afterwards. Um, it's fun though. It's a good time. Some of the bigger roller coasters, like the first, I remember the first time, this is probably, I don't know, five, six years ago, I brought my daughter to Valley Fair and we went on Renegade for the first time. That thing fucking cooks, by the way. We, I mean, it's insanity. The first time I took her on, I'm like, it's going to be okay. And then we turned that first corner and like, you just immediately go 90 degrees down and she freaked the fuck out. And even I was like, whoa, this was a little bit more than what I expected it to be. Oh my God. Even I was about to cry. She freaked the fuck out on that ride. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. And then immediately got right back on it because that's what children do. Jesus Christ. Uh, but that no, was nice, man. We were there, hung out, and uh, ran into one of my ex-coworkers from KS95, uh, ran into a guy named Noah. He was our social media guy who now works for Live Nation. And it's great seeing other radio people that are not in the business anymore. And none of us are just like, fucking, did you fucking see the blah, blah, blah. Like, we didn't talk about radio once. It's nice to be around people like that. Because you can genuinely tell when people are still jaded at that business. When they're so angry about it because it didn't end the way they wanted to. Or they can't find a job. Or they're still on the beach. Or what the fuck ever. Whatever, dude. I just laugh about it, but we didn't bring it up once, which was great. Like it wasn't like, so if you don't popped in, listen, no, I fucking don't give a shit. That's, that's where you should be in life. Once things are in the past, keep them in the goddamn past. Don't keep dredging it up. Nothing you can do can help change whatever the situation was. So knock it off. But it was great seeing him, uh, him and his husband Norris were there. These dudes, like, they live the fuck. I talk about, like, children having the life. Single, no, let me rephrase that. Married gay dudes have the fucking life. That's the life I want. You got dual incomes, no children. You're dinks. Dinks. Dual income, no kids. Dinks. And you guys crush it. What do they do with their time off? They have a season pass to Disneyland. They go to Disneyland, like, once every four months. I'm like, what do you do down there? They're like... Just ride the rides and hang out. I'm like, all the, like the new, do they have new rides? No, no, no. It's just the same shit. Every now and again, like they'll go down, like they went down for the Guardians of the Galaxy 
new roller coaster exit. Like that thing just came out. I'm like, no shit, huh? You guys just like, they're like, yeah, because we like sleep and money. And also we're not attracted to these, those vaginas that create babies. So we just live it up. I said a million times, man, I used to live next to these two dudes. They were married. They were super nice. I called them the Brents because they were two gay dudes living together who ironically looked kind of the same. They were sort of like a little, a little, you know, uh, taller, but with, you know, bald heads. And I was like, damn, dude, these guys really got their shit together. The Brents. And the Brents were fantastic, man. And the Brents, these dudes, <laughs> these cats would, um, uh, these guys would like, I would see him out every, every like, doesn't matter what holiday was going on, these guys brought it. Dude, it was, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day, that fucking yard was like completely dressed up in all blue, or excuse me, in all green and orange. Fourth of July, they, it was like, these guys had nothing else going on. Tons of dudes at their house all the time in the backyard, like sipping mimosas. I'm like, you guys got the goddamn life. And then they decided, well, now that we have enough income coming in, we can upgrade our house. They sold it. They sold it to like a 24-year-old fucking snotty-ass, you know, Edina chick. Her and her dumbass friends moved in and completely fucking destroyed that house. That's the thing about gay dudes. They love to have, like, nice shit. And it shows. Like, their houses are just, like, immaculate. I've never been to a gay guy's house and it just looked like shit. Ever. I've never gone to a gay man's house and a gay couple. Oh my God, dude. Fucking, they might as well have velvet ropes. That shit looks amazing. That's what I need in my life. I basically need a life companion. I need a gay dude. <laughs> I need a gay dude. I need a... Listen, if we can have all of the things the gay, the gay couple has, minus the sex, minus the having to make out with another dude, I'm in. Throw me into that lifestyle. I think Greg Giraldo had a joke where he's like, being married to a dude would be the best. Could you imagine driving down the highway and talking and having the words that you said be interpreted in the exact same way that you meant them to be said? <laughs> being a dude would be great. Uh, Mira, what's good roller coaster ethic? Do you sit with someone who's alone or wait for the next ride? Mm, that is well i mean it depends are you alone because if you're alone you might as well instead of taking up two carts with one person in them you might as well just take up one cart and fill it and then that way the people on the next ride i think that would be the way to go if you're by yourself you sit with somebody else you don't have to get married to them i'm just saying that's probably the way to go for sure let's get back to the me living with a dude and not having to have sex with him um i think that would be the best life ever. In fact, all right, meet me over at camera two for a second. I want to say a quick thank you. I want to say thank you to uh, Jake and Justin from Wolf Dog Comedy. These two outstanding young men, first off, are incredibly funny. And the thing I think I love the most about them is I love the fact that these guys, through thick and thin, Regardless of how well their careers are going, even if the trajectory is, you know, 
a full tilt rocket ship to the moon or it's crashing into the earth, those guys hold each other's heads high. I was watching those two this weekend, man, and I've done shows with these guys before. If you don't know who they are, uh, just go ahead and Google them up. Wolf.Comedy, Comedy, they're out of Iowa. I mean, everybody knows these dudes. I don't, and I, and here's the thing: I get that sometimes people think I'm an asshole, and I get that there's some people that I think are an asshole. I've never met anybody who has ever had a bad word to say about these two. They are two of the sweetest men you will ever meet, and they are fucking hetero life mates. I'm talking Jay and Silent Bob. I look at comedic duos. They are so tough to find. And when you can find somebody that you are in with, that's the thing. You seriously foster that relationship as best you can. Like I look at those two. I look at Sam Morell and Mark Norman. Amazing, two amazing comedians who have found each other and completely love each other's company. I look at Jake and Justin and go, fuck, I wish I had that. I wish I had somebody. I, I had it for a while. Me, when me and Dave Kittleson did Dude Worthy, there was just something about it. Like, we totally understood each other. It was almost like we could finish each other's sentences. You know, it was tough to do sometimes because I'd be blowing Dave during rehearsal. But I'm telling you, you could mumble it out. Now, he was just like such a good dude. And I love the fact that we had, I mean, for three years... It was like we would rehearse and just like I knew what Dave was thinking. Dave kind of knew what I was thinking. Like we were so well together. And I see Jake and Justin doing the same thing. I love the fact that that they have that together. I mean, these dudes are, I mean, they are riding dies, man. And they've been doing this shit for fucking like a decade and a half, man. That's the crazy part about it. Uh, Sally, yep, that's what us girls say. Being with your girlfriend without the sex. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be amazing. I would love it. Uh, Erica, work wives, absolutely. That's the way to do it. Why are we like putting so much stock in relationships, man? You should just be finding somebody that you're compatible with and just, you know, stick it out with them. God damn it. Because <laughs> those guys do, they deliver great shows and they're such nice dudes and I love them. I love them so much. I love the shit out of both them dudes. So, and it was so nice that they let me come down. We were in Britt, Iowa, which by the way, Britt, Iowa. What's up with your 20 mile an hour bullshit Main Avenue, Brit, Iowa? I thought you guys were the land of the free, home of the brave. Freedom! That's what Iowa stands for. Yeah, unless you drive something bigger than a 10 speed, then slow it the fuck down. I got uh, I got pulled over uh, right before the show on my way. I was lost. I had no idea where I was. I'm in the middle of bum fuck Egypt, Iowa. I start going down Main Street. And it's one of these main streets that just has, it's got like one street light in the middle of town. And it's not even a full green, yellow, red. It's just a blinking red. It's like that little tiny box <laughs> with like a four-way red. And I'm kind of just like, look, I, I get up to it and I'm like, where the fuck is this place? I got to be there in like 15 minutes. And I'm kind of nervous because I'm like, is this the place? I'm not sure. And my ways on my phone was screwing up. And I look at my rear view and there's a cop. And I'm like, oh, that guy is definitely pulling me over. So I pulled over to the side. I didn't even let him get the lights on. I was like, dude, just fucking pull over. You know you're busted. And I'm like, I don't even know what I got busted for. So I'm sitting in the car. Guy comes up and he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, officer. Sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm lost. I, I don't know where this place is. 
And the guy's like, guy's like, ah, oh, let me see your driver's license and insurance. And I pull it out. And he says, uh, he goes, yeah, yeah, you're driving a little fast back there, um, you know, um, uh, past the railroad tracks. It's only 20 miles an hour. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. My my phone is screwed up, and I got this. I got a show tonight here in town. I don't know where it is. And the guy's like, a show? Like, what kind of show? I was like, well, I'm a comedian. And the guy's like, oh, oh, over at uh, yet. Uh, Main Ave tonight? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, Eric, man. Eric's the, he owns that place. He's the best. Let me just see your driver's license real quick. And, you know, guy goes, he checks my license. He comes back. He was like, yeah, hey, hey, man, what you look? And then he gave me goddamn directions. And I was like, you ain't going to get that shit in any other town. Small town cops. I mean, I'm sure he knows the bar owners. They probably went to high school together. He's just like, I'm just going to let this dude go. He's in town trying to bring a little bit of entertainment to this small little community. So I got on stage that night and I was like, well, I met one of your police officers before the show tonight. And everybody kind of laughed. I was like, officer Williams, it's a couple people hoot and holler. I'm like, super nice guy. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, not very thorough. <laughs> that dude didn't check shit. It's a good thing. I don't smoke weed, but if I would have had like 30 pounds of weed in that car, he would have just walked right past it. And the fucking dog barked the entire time. I'm like, I don't know much about canine units, but I am pretty sure your dog should not be freaking the fuck out. You could hear that dog barking and the guy even apologized. He goes, I'm sorry about my dog. He gets a little freaked out when I, I get out of the vehicle. I'm like, I don't think canine dogs are supposed to freak out when you get out of the vehicle, man. I, I don't know shit about training canine dogs, but I am pretty sure they should not be freaking out. And of course, like I was getting a little nervous because I'm like, okay, I haven't, I don't smoke weed. Has anybody, because this shit happened to me before where somebody got in my car and left weed. And I'm like, I don't smoke any weed. I'm definitely not drunk. Has anybody been in my car that may have left anything? And I'm like, the whole time I'm searching for my insurance, I'm just so afraid because he's got the flashlight right on the glove box. And I'm like, am I going to pop open this glove box? And somebody's bag of stash that I haven't looked at in six months is going to come popping out of there. Jesus Christ, I hope not. But the guy was super nice, and he let me out uh, of the ticket and gave me directions to the venue. Which, uh, when we got there, man, it was the night of the uh, Iowa. The Iowa Hawkeyes were playing, and game got rain. Game was in a rain delay, and I'm like, "Is this going to show going to happen, dude?" It was like literally seven minutes to start time. There was nobody in the venue. Not a soul was in the venue, and I'm like, <laughs> "Shit." <laughs> Did I literally drive two hours and 15 minutes to have a show get canceled? I fucking hope not. So while we're waiting to see if a crowd shows up, the back door opens and a flood of people. I'm not bullshitting you, man. It was like a goddamn clown car. Just one person after another just kept coming to the venue. And I was like, holy shit. Because those guys kept saying, like, don't worry about it, dude. I'm telling you, like, we're going to have a crowd. And not only are we going to have a crowd, we're going to have a great crowd. Some of the best crowds ever. Amazing crowds. Great crowds. Fuck, they weren't kidding. That crowd was absolutely outstanding in Brit, Iowa. You brought it, Brit, Iowa. I walked down the street. I got some homemade, authentic Mexican street tacos. Because when I think authentic Mexican street tacos, I think Brit, Iowa. I was telling the crowd, I'm like, hey, I went down to the Mexican restaurant down the street. Uh, and when they say authentic, man, like when I walked in... Uh, there was one lady who spoke very broken English. And from what I could tell, she was the only person that spoke English. And the food was out. Mm, chef's kiss, man. Outstanding. 
hands down, probably two of the best tacos. I mean, we're talking top five tacos, and I have spent numerous hours in Tijuana. <laughs> they were incredible tacos. But while uh, I was on stage, I said, uh, I said, yeah, uh, you know, uh, when I think street tacos, I think Brit, Iowa. Has anybody told that family that they're in Brit, Iowa? I don't think anybody should tell them. Because if they find out they're in Iowa, they will definitely pack up. And that's the best goddamn thing you guys got going here. (laughs) They were outstanding, man. So much fun. And it's funny because Friday night, we killed that room. God, we killed. Saturday night. I mean, everybody on that bill. There was five comics that night, and everyone just destroyed. And it was so much fun. And then last night... Uh, I went to St. Paul and did Camp Bar and ate shit. Ate. Got called a racist on stage by another comic, by the way. Which I thought, which I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. And I think sometimes people expect you to care. Like, oh my God, did you hear what he said? He yelled at you. He yelled. I was like, okay, and? Great. I'm still going to be his friend. I don't give a shit. You could tell people were like, because there was somebody, basically what happened was I was getting up on stage. It's a wireless mic. I went to go grab it and it slipped out of my hand. I dropped the mic and I was like kind of making jokes about it. I launch into my set. I noticed the mic is cutting out and I'm like, did I damage this mic? I'm so sorry. What's going on? And there was a, a comedian, Indian man, who is uh, near the stage who said that uh, your hand is over the, the receiver pull your hand up. And I was like, what? And I, and I realized, oh shit, he's right. Like I'm grabbing the bottom of the wireless microphone. I need to move my hand up. So there's like a clear communication there. And I said, uh, I said, Jesus, man, isn't it? I said, uh, oh, thankfully there's an Indian man here to give me technical support. Got a big laugh. And then he, and the next words out of my mouth were going to be, I'm glad you're here. Cause whitey way too stupid to have figured that out in real time. But then he just started hurling that I'm a racist. (laughs) The rest of my set, I I mean, I ate shit so hard. And then I just, I was like, all right, well, fuck, I'm just, I was midway through a new bit about washing machines. And I was just like, fuck it. This is not going anywhere. And I just put the mic in the mic stand. I was like, have a good night, you guys. And I turned around and I got off stage. I was fucking dying laughing. And you could tell there were comics that were like, incredibly uncomfortable with what had just gone down and i don't give a shit i'm at that age i don't care it's not listen fucking bombing at an open mic on a sunday night in front of two audience members and 30 comics trust me we're all gonna fucking you're not that special but i walked out i was dying laughing man and i ran into uh this other comic named andy and andy was like was like oh my god dude he's like that fucking sucked i'm like yeah that was awful dude like it's a long road to netflix (laughs) it is a long road to netflix watching that transpire and uh afterwards i'm standing out in the lobby and i'm chatting with a couple comics and uh uh one another comic comes walking out this guy named kevin and kevin laughs he comes up he's like i really thought that technical support joke was funny and i was like oh my god i'm like he's like dude he really was like angry at you called you a racist twice i was like eh, whatever dude he'll get over it i don't give a shit
of course, like in the moment, I'm, because when it when he said it, I was like, I was like, okay, just move on. Like, why engage? Don't engage. Don't go back and forth with another comic who's heckling you. That's not, dude. Don't be that guy. First off, don't heckle as a comic, but secondly, don't engage with other comics that are doing it. Just fucking blow right past it. But what I should have said is when he when he called me a racist, I should have just ah, I always, don't you hate that when you come up with a great comeback after. You're like driving home. You're like, fuck, why did I say that? I hate that. But anyway, uh, I was thinking, I was like, God, when he called me a racist, I should have just paused for like a two Mississippi and then went, probably. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, this fucking business sometimes. I tell you, I tell you. All right, some new shows up, rudypovich.com. You guys can find them on there. Uh, we'll see you, uh, what is it, October 14th, The Hog's Breath. Please make some plans now. You're going to have to reserve a table. Last couple shows we've done there. It's always been a sellout. You have no more reservations. Then people contact me seven hours before the show, and they're like, hey, can we get a table tonight? I'm like, I fucking told you guys three weeks ago to get your shit together, and you didn't. So now, get your shit together, everybody. Get to the hog's breath. That's going to be October 14th, October 15th. I'll be in St. Cloud, Silly Beaver Brewing. But then this week, these are the shows, man. Can't wait. Ah, looking so looking forward to it. Thursday, 7.30. Friday and Saturday, 7 and 9.30. Five shows all together. Myself, Jonathan Kite, my good buddy Mike Eaton, Ryan Neeson, Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois. If you are going to be in the Chicago area and you want to come, please hit me up. We will make sure we get you tickets. I know because my good friend Allie at Q101, she has turned a lot of people onto this podcast. You guys listen from Illinois. Really appreciate it. If you want to come and hang at the show, come on down. I'll make sure you get in. If anything, fuck, if we run out of comps, I'll buy your ticket. Come on by. Have a laugh. Can't wait. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day, every morning, 9.45 a.m., this thing goes live on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs>